Well, the American headlines are turning more and more towards uh, the November elections. Not surprisingly. The corporatocracy has a lot riding on it. So it's beneficial to them to print the news stories that they find to be very consequential. But yesterday, just before I left to start my day, I saw headlines about a dirty bomb. But after clicking through the three big news reporting, well, geez, <laughs> can, I even, can I even call them that? Maybe the three biggest propaganda reporting outlets would be more appropriate. Top headline from Fox News, uh, Brittany Griner, the female basketball player, that tried to smuggle vape pen cartridges into Russia, got caught, and is now sentenced to 10 years or 9 years. How long has it been? Maybe it started out as 10 and it's 9 already. Top headline on CNN of the Florida governor's debate. Most interesting thing I took from that was that uh, Ron DeSantis wouldn't answer the question about whether or not he's going to run for president in 2024. But the biggest takeaway there is the rules of the debate between Ron DeSantis and Charlie Crist, the governor's race in Florida, is that the candidates weren't allowed to ask each other questions. And Crist asked DeSantis if he was going to run for president, and DeSantis didn't answer. And part of that reason, undoubtedly, is because if he responds, first of all, he's participating in breaking the rules of the debate. Second of all, now and then all the rules for him and his campaign fundraising, it, it, it all changes. And that's why one would not announce that they're running for president six years ahead of the election, for example. With the way our justice system works and with all of the arbitrary rules around campaign finance, especially in a presidential election and especially with someone like Ron DeSantis, you would have to be very calculated in when you were going to announce your candidacy. And you certainly wouldn't do it before your election, your, your, your gubernatorial election in Florida. But I don't know how, 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 how would you feel about that as a Floridian? DeSantis doesn't answer the question of whether or not he's going to run. You vote for him as your governor. And then six months after he wins, he announces that he's leaving to go run for president. I don't know how I would feel about that. I guess it would depend on who the lieutenant governor is. 
and what sort of a job they would be doing. I would feel a little uncomfortable, I think, with a person as capable and upstanding as Ron DeSantis taken off to Washington, D.C. I don't think he would be irresponsible about it, though. Frankly, I think people need to announce that they're running for governor two years before the next election, and that's when the vetting process should start. All of the garbage that happens after they're elected, after they're in office, suddenly all of these scandals come out. And it's just all playing politics. As if we couldn't have found out all of these things before they were elected. It's another reason that we need to rely on an honest media, or I should say we need an honest media that we can rely on. One of my Twitter followers, actually, I don't know if he follows me. He's an old friend. Actually, I haven't seen him since like freshman year in high school, but we were close. We, I mean, relatively, we played music together. We were in the drama club together and it pained me to learn that he was participating in the the leftist media antics. I mean, he's a successful journalist. I'm proud of him. But he attempted to rip Trump about his comments regarding the journalists that participated in the leak through the Supreme Court. And, you know, talking about how it's sociopathic and blah, 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 blah. All, all the other just, you know, typical leftist Trump bashing stuff. He claimed that Trump was advocating for violence against journalists. To which I responded simply, hmm, gee. I wonder why Trump is hostile towards the media. He's, he's still a person. We have these political figures, celebrities that we idolize and then condemn because they do human things as humans would do. They make mistakes. They say things that they shouldn't say. But then those same comments are taken out of context by the leftist media or even the rightist media sometimes. And they're used to paint this bad picture of people. But what Kanye said really can't be excused. I've been kind of back and forth on Kanye. I think he's kind of a loon. Allegedly. How do I how do I get out of this help? <laughs> I'm not defaming Kanye. He says things that could that, that could help one interpret him as a loon. How about that? Oh man, I got to fix I got to fix some sentence. You hear that? There's a crackling. Whenever anybody says something derogatory about an entire group of people, first of all, I can't abide. 
there are fewer things more ignorant that you could say than this entire group of people is directly responsible for this woe that I am suffering. And when it comes to the Jewish people, the first thing that jumps into my mind is, okay, so you think that if this person doing this bad thing to you wasn't Jewish, that they wouldn't still be doing that thing? Of course not. Of course you don't think that because you're not an idiot. And that is something that an idiot would think. There's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of Jewish people that do bad things, unsavory things, just like there's a lot of black people that do bad, unsavory things. And I, I would argue probably more white people that do bad things than, than either of those other two groups. But does that mean that all white people are bad? All black people? All Jewish people? Well, of course not. Because that's something an idiot would think. <laughs> and I don't think Kanye is an idiot. Maybe he gets a little wacky or maybe he's completely calculated. Maybe he knows exactly what he's doing and he wants attention. Maybe he's decided that he doesn't like all the attention that he's getting from the left. So he's going to position himself To, uh, oh, I don't know, what would you call it? Refresh his audience, his following? I mean, there sure are a lot of people on the extreme right that think the Jews are to blame for everything. And maybe that's why they call conservatives fascists. Maybe that's why they call the, you know, the America First MAGA Republicans fascists. Or maybe... It's intelligence operatives posing as conservative MAGA Republicans that say racist things, that say homophobic things, that say anti-Semitic things to make it appear that that's what the far right is all about. Because we, we certainly see a lot of anti-Semitic screaming from the far left. I mean, that's one of the things that the squad, you know, Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib and, and uh, what's the other one? Who cares? They wanted to boycott, sanction, and divest from, from Israel. And it just, it just makes me wonder, I mean, I, I don't I don't condone that on its surface. But it does make me wonder, what if what if we did that? What if we did that with everything? What if what if we just gave the big middle finger to the whole, whole rest of the world and said, you know what? We're keeping all of our money. We're keeping all of our money. We're keeping all of our stuff. We're going to try to be totally self-sufficient. You know, that's what Trump did with the uh, energy production. You know, back when gas was a soothing $1.89 per gallon. And we were an energy exporter. And then people fire back and say, oh, yeah, but you know, the, the gas prices are high all over the world. Well, yeah, well, that's what happens 
when a net when an, an energy exporter like America suddenly stops producing energy and then has to buy all of its energy from the rest of the world, well, what's going to happen? Is that going to have an impact on global energy prices? Do you think? That stuff really gets to me on Twitter, I tell you. <laughs> when people try to pretend like they're smart, they try to pretend like they're smart because of something that they read on MSNBC. MSNBC, remarkably, though, only one Trump-related headline on the on the front page. We got Brittany Griner again. Uh, an article. It's I mean it's the top front and center headline. This ugly and self-defeating impulse could be ruining Democrats' midterm chances. So you know a little go out there and vote story front and center, you know, and I support that. Go out and vote. Go out and vote and 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 think about what you want. If you want lower gas, you probably ought to not vote, uh, vote for a Democrat. You want to lower inflation, probably, probably better not vote for a Democrat. You want drag queen story hour then vote for a Democrat. You want child sex changes, you could vote for a Democrat. You want infanticide, vote for a Democrat. You want higher taxes, world war, and utter devastation, vote for a Democrat. But let's get something clear here. It's not Democrats that want these policies. It's the people paying the Democrats that want these policies. Democrats are just puppets. Politicians are just puppets. Minus a handful. That's why you have people like Mitch McConnell backstabbing other Republicans in states like Alaska where he and Murkowski are backing the Democrat candidate as opposed to the America First Trump-endorsed candidate. Which is just the latest example of the one-party system that we have in this country. It's simply disguised as a two-party system. That's why we have establishment Republicans working with establishment Democrats and we have this article from Breitbart from just a few days ago. Mitch McConnell pulls pack ads out of New, ha uh, New Hampshire, effectively sabotaging GOP candidate Don Bolduke or Bolduce. The McConnell-backed Senate Leadership Fund will pull all its ads off television starting October 25th. Shane Goldmacher of the New York Times reported Friday afternoon. The decision will rip $5.6 away from General Bolduc's candidacy and greatly help incumbent Senator Maggie Hassan, the Democrat. The general will now be all alone in the Granite State. The National Republican Senatorial Committee, NRSC, has also reportedly removed its financial support from the state. 
According to a Friday poll, General Bolduc is virtually tied with Hassan, despite being outspent by nearly $9 million. General Bolduc, a retired one-star general, has been running a strong campaign by calling out Hassan's nearly 100% support of President Joe Biden. It's kind of a weird thing to call out. Because it's nothing new. I guess it's good to point out to the dumb voters. But, I mean, Josh Shapiro is running, ran unopposed as the Democrat candidate in Pennsylvania for the governor's race. Because Democrats don't step to other Democrats. They don't care what their constituents think. They play team politics. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to represent the people that voted for you and what they want. McConnell's decision to remove financial support from General Bolduc comes as McConnell is spending about $9 million to defend pro-impeachment Senator Lisa Murkowski from Trump-endorsed challenger Kelly Shibaka, who is leading in the polls by a slim margin. So we've got these close races in Alaska, in New Hampshire, and elsewhere. And the Republican minority leader in the Senate is actively working against Republican candidates. Which brings me to this article from The Hill. The Alaska Republican Party on Monday voted to censure Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell from Kentucky for what they called spreading divisive and misleading statements about their endorsed candidate in Alaska's Senate race. The state party added that McConnell's financial support for incumbent Senator Lisa Murkowski in the Senate race against fellow Republican Kelly Shibaka was in, quote, direct contradiction to the party, according to a copy of the resolution posted Monday night on Facebook, because that's how all the news comes out now. Quote, much of the financial support from the Senate Leadership Fund has been used for malicious political attack ads targeted at our endorsed candidate, Kelly Shibaka, that are gross distortions of fact, end quote. The resolution reads, we request the Senate Leadership Fund immediately stop the attack ads against Kelly Shibaka and discontinue the support of all other opposing candidates. The resolution passed by a 49 to 8 vote, according to local news reports. The eight are still people that are afraid of the, the power that McConnell wields. The Alaska Republican Party also censured Murkowski last year after she voted to convict former President Trump in his impeachment trial for his role in the January 6, 21 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Shibaka is endorsed by Trump, who has become a vocal critic of McConnell and has pushed for the Senate leader to step down. McConnell, who runs the Senate Leadership Fund, has spent millions on ads attacking Shibaka to support Mukowski, a 20-year incumbent, establishment Republican in the one-party system. According to factcheck.org, some of the ads aired in the race have been misleading, including one claiming Shibaka wants to ban birth control by mail. <laughs> oh, the silly things. It's just, it's the silly things that the media makes an issue, whether or not you care about it. Where's one of those Rasmussen polls? I gotta find him. Well, I failed you. I mean, not really. I couldn't find, so a couple of months ago, Rasmussen reports on Twitter at Rasmussen underscore poll. 
would release these these polls comparing uh you know the the top midterm issues from likely voters versus what the media says the top midterm issues are and it's like they're they're completely upside down all i was able to find for now is what the top voter midterm issues are according to Rasmussen reports number 1 inflation number 2 the economy number 3 election integrity and uh integrity number 4 high gas prices number 5 violent crime number 6 the war in ukraine number 7 fentanyl number 8 our energy policy number 9 national security number 10 school issues Abortion rights doesn't even crack the top 10. But it's everywhere in the media. Hey, thanks for listening. Please rate, review the show, and share it. I'll be back. Goodbye.